Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we are going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Rio Tinto Group, ticker symbol RIO Rio. Currently, Rio Tinto has one of the highest dividend yields of any stock in the stock market. They have over a 12% dividend yield currently. So in today's analysis, we're going to take a look under the hood and understand what's going on with the financial fundamentals of the company to come to an understanding of whether this dividend is going to be supported and sustainable now and going into the future. So currently, Rio Tinto is trading for $55.35 per share. Year to date, their stock price is down 17%. Over the past year, their stock price is down 24%. Over three years, their stock price is up 3.5%. Over five years, they're up at a rate of 3.5% compounded annually, up about 20% overall. Over 10 years, they're only up at a rate of 1% compounded annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, Rio Tinto stock price has returned about 3.5% compounded annually. They had this big run-up where they hit their all-time highs in May of 2008, and then that came crashing down during the global financial crisis. The company did rebound sharply but has been pretty much flat since then. Keep in mind that these stock price returns are not including the dividends the company pays out. Again, currently they are paying out a 12% dividend yield, which is very high compared to most stocks in the market. The other reason we're looking at Rio Tinto is that they recently hit a 52 week low. So currently they're trading $2 over their 52 week low, which is down about $30 from their 52 week high. They are a large business and they have listings on both the New York Stock Exchange as well as the London Stock Exchange. Currently they have a market cap of about 80 billion British pounds, which translates into about 69 billion US dollars. Rio Tinto is a global diversified miner. They engage in exploring, mining, and processing mineral resources worldwide. Iron ore is the company's dominant commodity, with lesser contributions coming from copper, aluminum, diamonds, gold, and industrial minerals. The 1995 merger of RTZ and CRA via a dual listing structure created the present-day company. The two operate as a single business entity, with shareholders in each company having equivalent economic and voting rights. Major assets include the Pilbara iron ore operations, a 30% stake in the Escondida copper mine, 34% ownership of the Oyu Tolgi copper mine in Mongolia, the Wipa and Gove bauxite mines in Australia, as well as six hydro-powered aluminum smelters in Canada. Rio Tinto Group was founded in 1873 and is headquartered in London, the United Kingdom. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are going to be performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Rio Tinto based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis is still a work in progress and it's an opportunity to learn in public. It's going to continue to improve and evolve over time. So with that said, let's get right into our analysis. Starting off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. So there are two reasons for this. The first is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And the second is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. So we can build in some margin of safety for ourselves based on the overall quality of a business by looking for businesses that are at least twice as good as average when it comes to their returns on capital. Rio Tinto has been able to increase their returns on capital in all five of these years. They are a commodities business, most significantly dealing with mining iron ore. So their returns on capital are heavily gonna be dependent on these commodity prices and heavily dependent on the price of iron ore overall. As a commodities business, they could potentially get a low cost producer advantage if they were able to operate efficiently and have a large amount of reserves. 
Again, their returns on capital are going to depend on the price of commodities, even though they have gone up over this time frame. Last year, they earned about a 40% return on capital. And in the last 12 months, they've also earned about a 32% return on capital. So it has come down some, but it's still about four times better than average. Overall, in the last five years, they've averaged a 25% return on capital. That's a little bit under double the 14% metric we were looking for. And so this is going to be our first check starting off here on metric number one. They're earning significantly above average returns on capital. Metric number two is going to be taking a high level overview of the cash coming into the business. We want their revenues, net incomes, and free cash flows to have grown over the last five years. This metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are up for it to be a check, or if even one of them are down, this is going to be an X. So in the last five years, Rio Tinto has increased their revenues by about 50%. Their earnings are up nearly two and a half times and their free cash flows have almost doubled. So they've experienced very strong growth here, again, on the back of some higher commodity pricing. This is strong growth overall. And this is gonna be our second check in a row here on metric number three. Metric number three, we're building off of the previous metric and we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. We already learned that their earnings are up over two and a half times over the last five years. Their earnings per share are also up quite significantly over this time frame. This helps us take a look at the business from the perspective of an individual shareholder. Also to note here, Rio Tinto has bought back some shares over this time frame. So this is important because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a business buys back shares, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which is ultimately going to increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to without you having to lay out any more money. So it's as if the business is making an acquisition of itself. And so ideally, we want a business to be repurchasing shares only when they're trading below or at intrinsic value in order to generate value for existing shareholders. So over the last five years, if you've been a long-term shareholder of Rio Tinto, you've not only seen the earnings that your shares entitle you to go up, you've also seen your percentage of the earnings go up at the same time. This is another great sign to see here. Our third check in a row here on metric number three. Metric number four is very similar. Here we're looking for five-year free cash flow per share growth. A similar story here, their free cash flows have almost doubled over this time frame, and their free cash flows per share have more than doubled, again signaling to us that they've been buying back shares. This is another check on metric number four. One other thing to note here is that over an extended period of time, earnings and free cash flows should be about the same. If they're drastically different, it could potentially be a sign of fraud or some other sort of aggressive accounting. So that's just something to keep in mind. Based off of what we're seeing here, this doesn't look to be any sort of red flag for Rio Tinto. And again, through four metrics, we've got four checks. Metric number five, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that they've generated in the last five years. This is gonna help us determine how much leverage the business is using relative to their free cash flows. We don't wanna be investing in overly levered businesses because they're at the risk of doing the worst during economic downturns. In the case of Rio Tinto, at the end of last year, they had nearly $2 billion in cash left over after paying off all their debt. Currently, they'd have about a billion dollars in cash left over after paying off all this debt. And in the last five years, they've generated nearly $53 billion of free cash flow. Not only do they have a billion dollars in cash, they produced over $53 billion of free cash flow. This is a massive check here on metric number five, very strong sign to see from a highly cash flow generative business. Again, through five metrics, we are perfect five for five so far. 
Finally, the big metric fall, metric number six, we want their average free cash flows relative to their total enterprise value to give us a yield above 5%. So enterprise value is gonna give us a more realistic economic picture of the business than their market cap will. Enterprise value would be as if the business were a private business, it's going to take into account both its market cap as well as their net debt position. Rio Tinto currently has a $97 billion total enterprise value, and they're trading very close to their low over the last year. We learned that in the last five years, they produced $53 billion of free cash flow, which means that in an average year, they're producing about $10.6 billion of free cash flow. So when we divide that $10.6 billion of free cash flow, by their $97 billion total enterprise value, that is going to give us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of nearly 10.9%. So almost 11% there. We were only looking for 5%. So that is more than double the metric we're looking for. This is another huge check on metric number six. And this potentially gives us a pretty strong risk premium to the risk-free rate of the 10-year treasury right now, which is a little under 4%. So very strong showing from Rio Tinto here. They've been a perfect six for six on our select six analysis. So again, Rio Tinto as a commodities business is going to be highly dependent on the price of the commodities that they're mining. These commodities have had a nice run over the last five years. So their business is going to continue to depend on the price of these commodities, the supply and demand factors there going forward into the future. So while they have performed well over the past five years, this is not any sort of guarantee for the future. Keep in mind that just because they're six for six on our analysis, this does not mean that you're gonna run out and buy this business. Instead, it signals that it's probably worth your while to do more due diligence here and learn deeper about the business. And we'll talk about that more in just a little bit. So finally, here we're taking a look at Rio Tinto's dividend profile. So as mentioned, Rio Tinto currently has a 12% dividend yield. So currently the S&P 500 only has a dividend yield of 1.5%. So their dividend yield is more than eight times that of the S&P 500. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yield. Instead, it's important that we stop and evaluate a business's dividends and understand whether they are supported and sustainable based off that business's abilities to produce free cash flows. Rio Tinto has been able to increase their free cash flows in all five of these years. Even still, they've been paying out a pretty significant amount of their cash flows as dividends. So Rio Tinto is paying out both a quarterly dividend, as well as in the last four years, they paid out special dividends. In 2018, they actually paid out more dividends than they produced in free cash flows. And again, they're keeping a very high dividend payout ratio relative to the cash flows that they're producing in their business. So it doesn't look like they're reinvesting or making acquisitions with a lot of this cash flow. And because they have a billion dollars in cash left over after paying off all their debt, it's pretty clear here that after getting their outsized returns by reinvesting back into the business, they're returning almost all of the leftover cash flows to shareholders. So again, their cash flows are going to be heavily dependent on commodity prices, specifically on the price of iron ore. If things keep going well for the business and they're able to continue producing lots of free cash flows, I'd expect that they're still going to be paying out quite a bit of their free cash flows as dividends. Keep in mind that mining businesses and commodity businesses in general tend to be pretty cyclical. And it looks like we've had a pretty good run in some of these commodity markets. Whether or not that's going to continue, I've got no idea. But if you're considering an investment in this company, you really want to understand that and understand the factors that are going to influence their business overall. So in summary, Rio Tinto is a perfect six for six on our select six analysis. They're earning well above average returns on capital. The business has grown revenues, earnings, and free cash flows in the last five years. They bought back some shares. Their per share metrics are way up. 
They're sitting on a billion dollars in cash after paying off all of their liabilities. Their average five-year free cash flow to enterprise value yield is currently almost at 11%, more than three and a half times that of the risk-free rate of the 10-year treasury. So this business certainly looks interesting, and it's potentially worth your while to learn more about this business and do your homework about the company. We also learned that they're returning most of their cash flows to shareholders in the form of dividends, both through their quarterly dividends and special dividend payouts. Even with the high capital returns to shareholders and the strong fundamentals of the business over the last five years, this does not necessarily mean that the business is either a screaming buy or a sell. This type of analysis is not financial advice and it is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Instead, it serves as a beginning holistic understanding to determine whether it's worth your time to do more homework and learn more about the business to come to a deeper, more nuanced understanding. As a value investor, you want to understand a business as if you owned 100% of it and can understand the essence of the business overall and really know all of its ins and outs, all of its nooks and crannies. One of the best ways to do that and a resource I highly recommend would be diving into the company's 10Ks, reading through them to get a long-term history of the business, as well as to get some perspective on potential risks, potential challenges, and opportunities that lie ahead for the business. And it'll help you get a sense of both the integrity and the competence of management overall, and will especially help you understand how they're approaching capital allocation. Once you're done with that, I'd also recommend reading through some of their recent earnings call transcripts to get more of the same, but from a more updated perspective of the business on a quarter by quarter basis, using that established history of the business overall. So if you've got any questions after researching the business, or if you're considering an investment into Rio Tinto, please make sure you're consulting with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals before making any investment decision. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Rio Tinto Group, ticker symbol RIO, Rio. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Rio Tinto with me, and have a great day.